With us today is Dr. Peter Mihalos, who we consider our in-house genius, uh, knows a lot about science, knows a lot about medicine. And uh, Dr. Mihalos, we're going into flu season. What are you going to recommend to all our listeners to do to stay safer? Absolutely, John, and uh, we want to keep our audience healthy, and a lot of times people forget to talk about the basic things. And uh, when we say we catch cold, one of the things that happens is that when we have freezing weather and our mucous membranes dry out in our nose and our sinuses, viruses and bacteria more readily enter. That's why children, uh, many times when we were kids, they would use things like uh, cool mist humidifiers or warm mist humidifiers because the mucous membranes are warmer. That's why people get more sick on airplanes because of the dry air. With the dry air, what happens is that people um, have uh, viruses and bacteria enter more readily. So keeping a humidifier on the bedroom, especially with young children, they tend to get less sick, sick. And there are humidifiers now that have UVC light built into them, so it keeps the water from growing well, viruses and uh, bacteria. So that's one of the things that people can do is the humidity now, is very What should important. the humidity be in your bedroom? 50%. You don't want it to go below 50%. So around 50% is very good. The problem so is in, that In my shown... bedroom, I got three different machines. I got the ultraviolet light machine that kills all, the, all, all, all viruses. Then I got the air purifier that takes all bad purification out of the air. Then I have a, um, a humidifier that puts the uh, numbers above 50, 50% in humidity in the bedroom. And then you have but to you seal the bedroom. You have to close the doors to the bedroom. Otherwise, the humidity just doesn't stay in one place. No, it doesn't stay. But now they have these units that do all three. They filter the air and they kill the mold, viruses, and bacteria in the water and they produce the humidity. So there are units now that do all three, and I, I'm not here to market any um, different models, but there are some uh, models. There's one that's made in Germany that's quite good, but they do exist, and uh, they do help by keeping the mucous membranes moist so you get less sick. Simple things like washing hands, because when we touch things that other people have touched, or you shake hands with somebody who just touched their nose and they have the flu, you might be getting it. Changing pillowcases and sheets after we have a cold or something, uh, the side we sleep on is usually the side, for example, we get conjunctivitis because that's the side that we sleep on with our pillowcase. So when we're not feeling well, it's better to change pillowcases and sheets more frequent. Another thing that helps to prevent secondary infections and eye infections too is wash your hair with baby shampoo, let the lather go over the face, keep your lids and lashes clean, and that keeps bacteria off of the lids. You want to cover our mouth when we sneeze. Our hair. Does bacteria tend to go into the hair or, or jump into it? You tell us. Yeah, we do have all kinds of bugs and bacteria all over our skin. It's part of our natural microbiome. We have some bacteria that actually help our health healthy to our skin. Some people are carriers for bad bacteria like MRSA, the methicillin-resistant Staph aureus. There's a bunch of people like that. So uh, we just want to keep our, our skin uh, clean using a nice soap that has a moisture, moisturizer in it. It doesn't have to be a super harsh soap, but you know, cleanliness is one of the reasons why people don't die of, of infections as much 
anymore. So that's important to, in, in the process of trying to uh, stay healthy. But when you do get sick, we tell our audience to make sure they get tested because now with all these urgent care centers around, you can be tested for strep, flu, or COVID right away. If you do test positive for influenza, there are pills like Tamiflu, which knock out the virus right away, but you got to do it in the first three days. We've already talked about COVID. If you have COVID, then you, you can either take the pills or the IV antibodies, which are very effective right away, so you don't end up with long-haul COVID problems. And if you have strep, because a lot of times it's getting missed now because everybody's thinking about strep, you can take antibiotics and prevent potential heart damage or valve damage. And also we're seeing a surge of something called RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. The urgent care centers around the New York tri-state area are being filled with that. It's a viral type of infection and a lot of small children are getting it. And that's another thing we talked about why the humidity is so important. So when we keep things moist, that's why in Florida in the summer, when people go indoors into the air conditioned air, the COVID rates rise in the south and the opposite in the north. When it gets dry, we know that in dry air, the virus can go up to 26 feet when someone with COVID has it. So in the, we're going to see the surge happening now as people move indoor into the dry air. So humid air, the virus does not travel as far. And when people are outdoors, it doesn't travel as far these are some of the things, of course, eating healthy and trying to maintain a healthy weight. Some people use vitamin C as an antioxidant, which are people, many people are convinced the data is mixed, but uh, definitely it probably helps with cold. Some people use zinc and it's thought to be antiviral as well in low doses and uh, taking a, a good multivitamin that's marked GMP brand manufactured here in the United States. Uh, is probably not a bad thing to do. I take the zinc lozenges uh, once or twice a day, especially if I come outside a big meeting or where a lot of people were. And also, I take that vitamin D3 because you have to keep your level as close to, what, 50 as possible? Yeah. yeah, because they've shown that vitamin D levels are important for the immune system and also for depression. That's why countries where there's not a lot of sunlight, they don't get a lot of D. Like, for example, Iceland, which has one of the highest suicide levels in the world, they have lower vitamin D levels. They also found that in Africa, for example, where people had high vitamin D levels, they had less problems with COVID. They found here that people who had low vitamin D levels, they tended to more likely end up in the ICU and have more severe COVID. And also there's a form of vitamin D called vitamin D3K2. And the K2 helps it to get absorbed into the bones and helps maintain stronger and healthier bones. So that's the one that is recommended by many doctors. And and it's important not to go too low or too high on vitamin D. How often do you think uh, people should be tested for their vitamin D level, their arsenic level, their uh, other uh, metals uh, test? Because if you eat too much fish, you know what happened to me and you when we ate too much fish? Absolutely. I think that the insurance companies don't want to pay for it, so you have to ask for it. It's called a heavy metal screen. It includes uh, lead, arsenic, and mercury. Doctors tell people, oh, you have a low D level, start taking this, but they forget to tell them, please, in six months, we have to check your levels again because the mnemonic is ADEC, A-D-E-K. Those are the fat-soluble vitamins that build up and don't go out of our system. When you take things like CMV complex, you see it right away in your golden yellow urine, but those other vitamins, A, D, and K, are fat-soluble, and they can accumulate, and you can actually get toxicity. So I tell people that if you're started on that, you should check it twice a year and make sure that your levels 
are proper. And sometimes you have to advocate on your own behalf because a lot of uh, healthcare systems now, they don't want to pay for a lot of these tests or even the heavy metal screen. And the same thing with uh, when you get bit by a tick, they don't want to, they just send off a lime titer instead of sending what's called a tick panel where you check for all three, babesiosis or rickiosis and lime. So sometimes you need to advocate on your behalf. That's why you listen to WABC and you get these tips to stay healthier and uh, live longer and get ready for uh, flu season. Dr. Peter Michalos, thank you for everything you do for our listeners. We, you know how we end up getting more and more listeners? People telling other people and keeping them alive. We keep our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you for always getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable.